1: Life if you give your heart and believe what he's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasures stored up in heaven when you're true. You'll be set for life.
2: Welcome to Set for Life. Today I have with me Dove Schwartz of the Ministry called Watch Therefore. He's on TV on WatchTherefore.tv. Good day to you again, sir, Mr. Dove. Oh, such a blessing to be with you, Ray. And we have a unique day today. Uh, Roe versus Wade has been taken down. It's been overturned. And before we get into this, I just want to state that I'm speaking to believers here. And you know, according to God's word, that the taking of innocent lives is called murder. Um, There is passage in the Bible that talks about Abel's blood crying out from the ground, and the Lord God heard it. It it, it was ringing in his ear, and he even mentions it, uh, Abel's blood. So what about the blood of how many has it been? 70 million uh, yes. in America alone. About 65 to 70 million, somewhere in there, Ray. You're absolutely right. That's more than all the wars and plagues and everything that's ever happened to this nation combined that we have uh, killed in this nation, according to uh, abortion. And Dove, there's something people need to understand about why we're making this podcast. It's not just to go, okay, great, Roe versus Wade turned down, but we also want to communicate the power of prayer Uh, Dove, sometime back, you started something called Pray Goliath Down. Is that what it was? Could you tell us about that?
1: Yes. I had, before an event I'm going to mention in a moment, I had spoken to a men's group of a church on David and Goliath and all the, so many principles that are so powerful for we as believers in Messiah Jesus to remember when looking at little David bringing that big giant down. And so the next day after teaching this, I was at an event where the Enron Corporation that was blowing and going at that time, they really came against our little ministry that uh, was preaching on the park there just across from the Enron building. And the, man, the leadership of the Enron Corporation came out and said, we want nothing to do with your religion, and they tried to shut my preaching down that I had a permit uh, from the city of Houston to preach that day. Long story short, I'm trying to condense this a little bit. I stood in front of the Enron building, and I said, Oh, Lord, I just spoke about about David and Goliath yesterday, and this multi-billion comp- uh, company is trying to shut our little ministry down from preaching Jesus on the park. Please, Lord, bring Goliath down. Well, uh, many n- months later, everyone in the Houston area knows what happened to the Enron building. a lot of bad things happened, and they went bankrupt. Enron fell. Yeah, yeah, that's right. well, Dan Rather is on CBS News with a picture of the Enron building, and there's two words there: Goliath falls, exactly what you asked exactly what I had prayed in, and of course, there are precious souls who lost their jobs, and I'm not happy about that and and um and and there's a lot of other dynamics, but what I'm talking about specifically is that concept of those coming against what God loves. Right, who are big and well-funded, and we're just little Davids, little scruffy Davids, right? And so similarly, I realized that the second largest abortion clinic in the world is right in our backyard in Houston.
2: Not the second largest, just in Texas, or in the United States, or North America. You're talking the entire planet.
1: That's right. The only bigger one is in China. And and how many thousands of babies they would kill in that one building alone, Lord knows. But uh, what we did was we got a little uh, group together and we kicked off a day of standing across the street there and pointing at that at that Goliath and saying, "Lord, please bring Goliath down." And that's where we started the Goliath come down prayer meetings. That now you can share your testimony about Ray. You've you've been faithful to this over the years.
2: Yeah, I picked it up from uh, you when we went to a former church before, and we, I I guess we called it Pray Goliath Down or something, but Mm -hmm. I want my listeners to know that I have been going to Planned Parenthood, standing in front of that giant building. Uh, We never hid, we never protested either. This was not a protest. We didn't yell at anybody. We didn't jump around with posters and act like a bunch of crazies. We just went there to pray. We prayed for our own repentance first, and we also prayed for the repentance of the people that lived and worked uh, according to Planned Parenthood. They worked their employees, and for Goliath to fall, which is the big giant of abortion that was in Houston for it to fall down. And, Dove, I've been doing this for the past at least 10 years, Mm -hmm. and this is every month. Every uh, first month, every uh, every first Saturday of the month, we would go there. And we saw many girls getting dropped off by their spineless men, telling them to go in there and have an abortion done. And many times they would talk to us and we would give them uh, the gospel. Some got saved. Some went to the bus that was across the street. It was a pro-life bus. It was fully equipped Mm -hmm. for medical facilities to give women their options and they came out of that bus with a different mindset saying right. i've changed my mind. Mm-hmm. So that's a front line battle right there and that's why we were there and again it wasn't protest it was just you know here's a little bit of gospel information here's hope god loves you he's a god of life of eternal life at that and we we literally saw lives get saved first the first the mother's life got saved mm-hmm. uh spiritually and then the child's life got saved uh i mean I mean, Christians, this is what we're supposed to be doing. And I I just want to say something real quick is that I I know a lot of people are thinking about this only on political terms. I am not against, I am absolutely for good believing representatives in government. Dove, we have a friend that's a congressman who is in in the United States Congress right now. That's right. Who has been very instrumental in a lot of this stuff. And Mm -hmm. God bless him. We pray for him. And I love that. What I'm talking about is how Americans have politicized the murder of abortion. And today Roe versus Wade got flipped. It's 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 done by the Supreme Court. Hallelujah. I've had a, exactly. I've had a lot of friends text me and the the joy they have in this, and this kind of breaks my heart. They claim to be Christian, conservative, whatever. The only joy they want to talk about in this is that they get to see liberals lose their mind. And that that hurts, that's painful, because that is the wrong way to look at it. Do not politicize abortion. I'm not saying don't have good leaders in government to strike it down. I'm talking about your thinking through a political lens that the only enjoyment you get is watching liberals go crazy. Okay, friends, a lot of those liberals can be saved as easy as you and will be with us in eternity someday. So let's don't park there. Let's go somewhere else. Now, theres I know there's a lot of people listening to me. This subject's going to make you angry. I want to read to you from 1 Corinthians one eighteen. It says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Now, friends, I'm trying to speak to believers here, and if you're not and you're listening to me, I pray you, Catch this, that what I'm trying to say, that verse shows you which side you stand on. And I'm not just saying abortion, the subject of abortion alone, but the message of the cross is one of salvation. It's one of restoration. It's one of life. And for those that don't understand the gospel, it's foolishness. They hate it. They don't like it. You're just going to think in political terms, you're going to go march in the street and throw bottles and be mad and all this kind of stuff. But, But to those who are being saved? This is the power of God that happened today, uh, Dove. Hallelujah! That He flipped Roe versus Wade. And friend, I want to challenge you who are listening to us the things we're about to say. I know it's going to rouse some of you up, but I want you to understand which side of the line you stand on in this. And if you if this burns you up, friend, I want to tell you, the Lord God hates murder. Abortion is murder, and I'm going to prove it to you biblically. And you need to, right now is a good time to get right with Jesus. If this rouses oh, you up, you need to have a, 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 a sense of joy about this. Okay, Ray, how can you prove to me that abortion is wrong? Jeremiah 1.5. I got a whole bunch of verses I could use, but I'm going to use Jeremiah 1.5. The Lord says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Now, Dov, people are saying that in the womb, they're not a person yet. They're saying, well, it's just a clump of mass and and flesh. And that's why they feel like they can abort this child and not have any guilty conscience about it because it's not a person. Well, friends, how can the Lord know you before you're born if you're not a person? You are a person. And he knew us before that. And so uh, I could go through a whole bunch. uh, Friends, if you want to do it, just uh, search some things up. What does the Bible say against abortion? There's a lot there. Dove, we serve a God of life, do we not? Absolutely, and and Ray, the Word of God says there are deadly
1: sins, sins that God hates, and one of them is the shedding of innocent blood. What could be more innocent than a little baby inside their mother, and what could be more helpless? In in Psalm eighty two, the Bible says, "Depend, defend, excuse me, defend the poor and fatherless, do justice to the afflicted and needy." Deliver the poor and needy from the hand of the wicked. And, and so a baby and their mother is defenseless. This is innocent blood that's been shed. And with regard to what you were talking about, there's two things we should rejoice in. We should rejoice in the babies that are going to ha- have the opportunity to live. They're going to be given life.
2: Not the party that you hate losing their mind. The joy is in salvation.
1: Yeah, that these precious ones will have an opportunity to live out their lives and receive Jesus as their Savior and to to have the opportunities that we've had for life. That's the first thing that we should celebrate. I think the second thing we should celebrate is that, just like David, had no chance. He had no chance. All of the armies of Israel— their knees were knocking their hands were shaking and they could not imagine fighting this goliath well, well ray the percentage of those who who are in the body of christ that have actually stood and prayed and longed for and, and 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 waited for this day thinking how could it happen i mean you know when you go stand out there in front of that big goliath the second largest abortion clinic in the world there's almost nobody
2: there. Almost nobody. You're
1: almost alone. Yeah. And and they have billions, hundreds of billions, maybe trillions of dollars, if the truth be told. Uh and and so the thing is, how could you stand against that? How could a few, a handful of of, of scruffy David believers in our Savior Jesus stand before such a giant? and win. But that's exactly what we've done, Ray. That's and our it's Savior gets yeah. all the glory. This is the work of his hands. Amen?
2: Amen. And you know, Dove, uh, when I was, I've been on KKHT, the, the radio station that covers Houston, I have put out an invitation to anybody of anywhere, any churches, any pastors, any believers, everybody, come join us and pray with us. And Dove, just about nobody ever showed up and i think of the hundreds of churches around the city of houston i'm not calling anybody out but i'm saying that i have asked i've emailed i have phone called i broadcasted join us and nobody shows up they're afraid of it uh they're afraid of the the political implications or whatever but friends i'm just letting you know we stood there uh, for for 10 years once a month for 10 years we kept going back and back. and i i understand david when he went up to face goliath and nobody wanted to go but I want to read something about this real quick in 1 Samuel 17, 48 about David. It says, So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David that David hurried and ran toward the enemy. He didn't run away toward the enemy to meet the Philistine. Then David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone and he slung it and struck the Philistine in his forehead so that the stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore, David ran and stood over the Philistine, took his sword and drew it out of its sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. Dove, I am thinking about what happened to Goliath today the abortion giant that sits there in my backyard in, in Houston. And I'm realizing there are three parts to Goliath's fall. The first was he had a stone struck into his head. He got hit. The second one is he fell flat on his face. The third, David cut his head off. He decapitated him. So I'm looking at what happened today with Roe versus Wade. We ran toward the enemy for 10 years, and we stood there and we prayed. Well, today. Planned Parenthood, the big abortion giant out there, they got struck in the forehead. The next thing that's going to happen is they're going to fall on their face. And you're going to watch this over the news, friends, as you watch the news going on. Everybody's going to be divided. There's going to be fights here and fights there, okay? But the Lord is against this as much as he was against Goliath. It's going to fall on his face. You're going to see things that Planned Parenthood once had, maybe funding, whatever, is going to be cut off. They're going to lose it. People are going to lose their jobs. They shouldn't have been working there in the first place. Maybe this is their opportunity to leave and repent and get right with the Lord. I I believe people are going to get saved out of this. Even people that work in that facility are going to get saved. And then the last thing that's going to happen is they're going to be decapitated. That means they're no longer going to exist. They're going to be dead and gone. That's the three phases. You saw the first one today. Uh, Today on uh, June 24th, 2022, Goliath got a stone stuck in his head. And he's falling right now. So we're thankful for that. And this has been years of prayer. And friends, it's not just by what Dove started, Pray Goliath Down, and me doing for 10 years, Pray Goliath Down. This has been many authentic believers around the world that have all been praying for this. And so the prayers of the believers, it goes up before God. He hears that. And you can't tell me today that the Lord does not answer prayer. Because he did, and Goliath is going to fall. Here he goes. Everybody get out of the way. It's going to make a loud noise when he hits. <laughs> well, you know, Ray, it's so true. And the thing is, is that um,
1: David, before he ran to that giant, and he looked around him, and everybody else was reacting the wrong way and the way that they did, it didn't affect David. No. Why? Because he walked with the Lord, and he had experiences with the Lord with others that had come against his sheep in the wilderness. And he said this. And this is the indignation that that welled up within us. And this is real important what I'm about to say, Ray, because what's going to happen is there's going to be states across this country. They're going to try to pick up the slack and they're going to welcome abortion. They're going to invite people to their states that there'll be an abortion tourist state, they said, and they're going to help fund all this stuff, right? But here and I and and I know That this is a big thing, a well-funded thing across the country, but it welled up in me at the very beginning, not in my backyard, not on my watch. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine to defy the armies of the living God here where I am? Standing in
2: my backyard. In my backyard. I'm not having it.
1: That's right, in Texas. And so if they go somewhere else and do it, guess what? It's the responsibility— of little scruffy Davids in those areas.
2: Need to step up. To stand up and yeah. say, No,
1: we're going to pray Goliath down. But hallelujah, Ray, the Lord, the Lord gave you a, a great measure of faithfulness and, and, and an indig- a righteous indignation to say, No, not in my backyard. We're going to run to Goliath and we're going to pray that these prayers are like a stone that hits this big giant right in the forehead. And as sh- you said a moment ago, they
2: certainly have. Hallelujah. Amen. And, you know, for anybody listening, I know you're thinking about, well, what about uh, if the woman needs an abortion? Okay, let's hit that real quick because I know it's on your mind. You're thinking if I don't address it, then I'm not aware of it. No, I am aware of it. I saw a post from a friend of mine the other day talking about abortion, and it had like 20, 25 different reasons why a woman should have an abortion. And I went and looked up and researched all these different reasons, the number one being rape. And I found out there's always a better alternative to every one of them than abortion. And abortion is the worst, should, be the, should not be considered at all way to, to tend to all these issues. Matter of fact, rape accounts for probably less than 1% mm-hmm. of all abortions. Now, you know what? Let's get rid of the 99% and I'll go to war with you on that one. Okay, but we're not going to stick that 1% up and say here's the whole reason to keep it for everybody. We're That's not right. we're not playing that.
1: It's what they call a red herring is what they call
2: that. It's not really the issue. It's not really the issue. It was just it's just pure spiritual depravity. It's a hatred of God, and I've already shown you verses that talk about what God thinks about this subject. So, friend, I'm not speaking to you politically. I want you to understand that. You have no idea what party I'm in. You probably are judging, guessing the party I'm in. Hey, go for it. I don't care. I'm not talking to you about party. I'm talking to you about God. I'm talking to you about the word of God and the fact that we have been praying this thing down. The prayer got answered, and it's down. It's it's falling. Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about. Do not rejoice at what your supposed opposition is going to do when they lose their mind over this. I pray for all of those people that they, from seeing this, repent and get right with the Lord and be saved. Because when the day comes, we're going to stand before the Lord, and I want you all to be declared not guilty because of the blood of Christ on you. Dove, you have a great saying that you like to say. We will all stand in God's courtroom to be judged, but God will never stand for judgment in our courtroom. That's right. Not a once. And
1: that leads me to want to tell people what party I'm in. I'll tell them right right now what party I'm in, Ray. I'm in the kingdom party.
2: Exactly. And it doesn't operate by a vote. It operates by the word of the king, Jesus. When Jesus comes back to rule, he's not going to take votes to ask the majority if they approve of his ruling or not. (laughs) He's not going to see if you're good with it. He's going (laughs) to rule as king, whether you like it or not. That's right. And there's coming a day soon, sooner for some than others when this earth is going to be done for you, and you're going to stand before God. What are you going to have to say about what you did with your time? We're trying to give you this understanding so that you can get benefit out of this. Hallelujah. This isn't just Roe versus Wade abortion. This is about you in this picture as well. So, Dove, we prayed for a long time. A friend of mine, I, I officiated a wedding at the uh, the other day, and he got up and gave a speech for his daughter, and he, he went to uh, Daniel chapter 10. I, I, I want to have him on the podcast to let him do his unload on it, mm-hmm. but I'm going to try to do what I can with it here. Sure. It comes from Daniel 10, verse 12. Uh, Daniel was was waiting. Uh, he was praying. And then it come time where it says, then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, For from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. This was an angel that was sent to Daniel. Mm -hmm. Verse 13, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days, and behold, Michael, one of their chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now, I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days for the vision refers to many days yet to come. So he came with an answer for Daniel, and he was delayed for 21 days. Okay. Now, friends, I want to ask you a question. What would have happened if Daniel prayed for 20 days and gave up? Yeah. What if he quit? He didn't quit on day 20. Don't stop on day 20. Go on to day 21. Don't stop. The answer will come. Now, Dove, we've been praying for over 10 years on this, and Roe versus Wade just got flipped. Okay, this is the result of prayer. I never politically charged anybody. I never accused anybody or judged anybody. None of that stuff. It's just all we did was pray, and not just there at Planned Parenthood, but in our homes, in our prayer meetings Mm -hmm. at church. Mm -hmm. We, we We do this all the time, and this is strictly prayer. But friends, what I want to tell you, for those of you who are believing, don't stop on day 20 keep going. It will come. It will come. I know you're praying for things right now. I know you're praying for tough things that are so big. They look like they'll never go away. And you stopped praying. Friend, I want to encourage you to get back on that horse and ride again. I want you to pray and keep praying. But it hasn't happened yet. I know. Because you need to keep praying. You need to get closer to Jesus. You need to pursue him in your word. You need to be in the body of Christ. That's the big one that a lot of people aren't doing these days, Dove. I'm saved, but they don't do anything that God says. They don't go to church. They don't pray, none of that stuff. But I'm saved. I don't have to obey Jesus. Friends, you're you're being deceived. Don't just listen to the word. Do what it says. And so, friends, I want to encourage you today to pray and go past day 20. Keep on through day 21. It will fall. And today we saw a big one fall today. And, Dove, we're just rejoicing today over this, aren't we?
1: Hallelujah. You stop praying after Goliath falls and his head gets took off,
2: right? Yeah. And so that's when so you we're stop. not done praying yet. As a matter of <laughs> fact, though, right. if we're going there tomorrow, that's and, right. And so uh, a few days ago, I announced to the church at the uh, at the uh, prayer meeting, we need to go into we need to go to Planned Parenthood and pray. We still got to. Go. I had no guys. I had no idea that Roe versus Wade was going to flip today. I the didn't day know before that. we go, right? Yeah, and so I, I have not canceled it. Oh, Roe versus Wade is down. Okay, <clears throat> let's just not go and pray. No, we're still going because right. the fall has yet to happen and the decapitation yet has to come. That's right. What we did was we sank a stone in his forehead. We're going to keep praying it all the way through. Hallelujah. So, Dove, um, the people that are listening to us right now, some people are so politically charged they can't see straight. And friends, I just want to ask you to hear me for a moment. We serve a God of life. Jesus offers you eternal life, but you cannot have it if you will not leave your present sinful life. You have to be crucified with him and die to your old life. You know, one thing I've noticed, Dove, about dead people is they don't do what they used to do. They're not doing anything that they used to do because they're dead, When you're crucified with Christ, you no longer do the things you used to do. You don't think the way you used to think because the Holy Spirit gets in there and changes you. And so that's why the the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those of us who are being saved, it's the power of God. Friends, I I want you to catch the power of God has moved through this nation today. That's right. And I want you to see it for what it is. Thank you, Lord. Whichever side of the party lines you're on, if you're that Republican conservative, don't you dare rejoice at the guy on the other side being upset. Don't do that. And for those of you who are not a Republican conservative and you're upset about Roe versus Wade going down, don't get caught up in the political warfare that uh, you know what I'm talking about or what's going to happen. Here's all I'm talking about. Here's the warfare. Satan has grabbed a hold of you, and he wants to own your life, and you're letting him have it. When you can make the decision to turn to Messiah Jesus, who came and died on the cross for you, to forgive you of your sins so that you could, be, you could have your death penalty paid for for all eternity, and you can be saved and walk with him in, according to his righteousness. Amen. That's what I'm here to tell you. Look at what prayer brings. And friends, I'm praying for you, for your salvation, just as much as I have prayed for abortion. Uh, to to be struck down, for Roe versus Wade to be struck down. Friends, I'm praying. The same guy that prayed this down is praying for you. And so, Dove, I want to leave people with the gospel message. Can we pray? Could I ask you to pray for our friends to be saved?
1: Yes, absolutely. And as Ray just said, our Savior Jesus lived a sinless life. He died on the cross to pay for our sins. The innocent shed his precious blood to pay for the sins of the guilty, you and me, the sins of the world. He was buried, and hallelujah, on the third day he rose from the grave, and he offers us the free gift of eternal life and forgiveness for all of our sins. How? We receive that gift by repenting of our sins, beginning to change our mind about our sins, and beginning to turn away from them, and receiving Jesus as our Lord and Savior, believing in that good news I just shared, that he died for our sins and rose from the grave, today you can do that. You can cry out to him, Oh Lord Jesus, save me. Yes, I've sinned. Yes, there's a real place called hell, but God, you love me, Father in heaven. And I know that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for my sins and he rose again. I'm beginning to turn away from my sins now. Forgive me, save me, and give me new life, and I'll follow you, Lord Jesus. And if you're doing that, if you're doing that now, he's saving you. He's putting his Holy Spirit in you. He's giving you eternal life. And he'll teach you now how to think, speak, and live in a way that's pleasing to him. Isn't that right, Ray?
2: Amen. I agree. And friends, I always say, you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you. And when I say you're not worthless, also, those who will be born are not worthless also. They have a lot of great value because the Lord knew them before. And friends... You are listening to this podcast because you were not aborted, and even beyond that, you're offered eternal life, even beyond this grave here on the earth. Friends, we serve serve a God of life. Will you please give your life to Jesus? I'm praying for you just as much as everyone else that you come to the Lord Jesus and get right with him today. You may not get tomorrow. For some of you, this could be the last time you ever hear the gospel message. Please respond. We thank you for listening to us today and giving us the time to talk you through. Again, thank you for being here with us at Set for Life. Dove. thanks for being here with me today. Oh, what a blessing. It's my pleasure, Ray. What a great day today is, and we'll see what happens. If you have any questions, friends, please go to setforliferadio.com. Send me a message. I'd love to interact with you. Thank you. We'll catch you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen of Calvary Chapel, Pearland. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com.
2: Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word